Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're already entertaining Mr. Brett Summers here, who is yawning three seconds into the podcast. We appreciate that. Welcome into the Get Around Podcast uh, in very special, probably the most special. I mean, we're not going to talk about favorite kids or favorite sports here, but probably it's going to be the most listened to, I would imagine, our football all-region release show. It'll also be the longest one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm pretty confident in saying that it's going to be by far the longest one of all well, the Well, what do we teams. have, a hundred names uh, to go through? I mean, I it, it's uh, eight pages. So eight pages of names. What font size? Twelve? Yeah, are, are we looking at 14? It's got to be about 14, I think. Oh, so we're looking at 14. 14. A font is Arial? Is, is that what I'm looking at here? Or a uh, Arial Black, maybe? Maybe. Garamond? A nice sans serif font. Ah, Yes. yes. Uh, Bookman Old Style. I like the Bookman Old Style. I don't know if about you about you guys. No, I, I stayed away from Papyrus, though. Yeah, you got to stay you away from Papyrus. Yes. Welcome in as we are already bullshitting through what is going to be a very long episode of the Get Around Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Queeley. Joining me this week, we've already mentioned Brett, Mr. Yawn Summers, and James. Here we go. What have we got this week for him? Papyrus. James Papyrus Cook, the master, the master of fonts. That's that's James <laughs> Cook this week, the master of fonts. Uh, welcome into this special He's quite episode an agate wizard. of uh, an agate wizard as well. He well, is we an a, agate wizard. A master of fonts and agate wizard. Font of useless I like that knowledge. Nickname. I like that nickname. That agate sounds wizard. like that sounds like some D and D stuff. Like I am the yeah. the agate or, wizard or a rock ro- hound. rolls. Ag- agate wizard sounds like uh, Twitter Can, profile potential. Cool. Along with word herder. Sweet. Yeah. Let's get to this before we get even way more off track than we already are. We are going to be releasing at some point this episode. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but the all region football team for the 2017 season here at the Traverse City Record Eagle. And without further ado, Brett with a Brett with another yawn. I don't know what we're gonna have to do to keep him awake. A couple of Red Bulls, maybe just a quick Some Skittles, Skittles, Pepsi. You get that sugar up. Shot to the I'm crotch. Okay. We'll see what happens. Let's go. Honorable mentions. Nothing below the belt here, okay? Honorable mentions begin with Luke Klug, linebacker from Traverse City Central. He's a senior. Connor Morrison is also a senior from Traverse City Central. He's a linebacker. Quinn Dowd, a defensive lineman from Traverse City Central. Uh, He's a senior. Dylan Liggett, a defensive back from, guess where, Traverse City Central. A Traverse City West entry here. Senior Andrew Campbell at the defensive back position. A linebacker from Traverse City West, Jacob Ransom. A senior Running back and defensive back from Traverse City West, Titan Jacob Pulaski. From Gaylord, uh, Bryce Neff, an offensive lineman, and Connor Smith, a linebacker from Frankfurt. He is a senior. Continuing the laundry list of honorable mentions is the one, the only, Agate Wizard, James Cook. (laughs) Then we have Connor Gabos, offensive lineman from Boyne City. Jacob Robinson, another offensive lineman from Boyne City. Jaden Gothier, offensive lineman from Grayling. We're in the offensive line section of the honorable mention list. Here. I think you might have put them in order, bud. Joe Beamer, Traverse City St. Francis. Jackson Disbrow, quarterback from Kalkaska. Uh, Hayden Zimmerman, wide receiver, defensive back, senior from Kalkaska. Jackson or Jake Disbrow, uh, linebacker from Kalkaska. Lucas Mikesell, running back from Sutton's Bay. 
sophomore. We have a sophomore here. Uh, Skyler Campbell, quarterback from Elk Rapids. Not and to be confused with Skyler Spangler, which I have done several times. And uh, running back from Elk Rapids, Nick Azaridis. Defensive back Michael Lauks from Sutton's Bay, a sophomore. Senior DB Trevor Johns from Manistee. Junior DB from Bel Air, Mitch Lampman. Grayling junior wide receiver Nick Hunter. Misik wide receiver defensive back Andrew Sanis, he's a senior. Trevor City St. Francis junior linebacker Nathan Schmuckle. Kingsley defensive lineman Nathan Ames, Boyne City defensive lineman Dylan Williams, and Grayling linebacker Jacob McFalda. Just going back to that list there real quick, Mitch Lampman sounds like a uh, superhero. Like Lampman? Like who would you... I like, love when the, like when the power goes out, you call... Like he's the Green Lantern's cousin? You call when the power goes out, you call Mitch Lampman. He, he is the superhero to restore power. Yeah. So if you didn't think there could be more honorable mentions, you were wrong because here are some more. Landon Simpson, a defensive lineman from Elk Rapids. Spencer Joles, or as I like to say, Spencer Holes with middle name Free to make him Spencer Free Holes. A defensive lineman from Boyne City. Ethan Hills, quarterback, Boyne City. Ben Vanderzon, defensive lineman from Glen Lake, a senior. Max Lurchin, a safety at Glen Lake. He's a senior. Zach Gushurst, offensive lineman, Glen Lake, senior. Ben Kroll from Glen Lake, a senior. He's an offensive lineman. Keegan McDuffie, strong Irish name right there. At least I think it's Irish. Keegan McDuffie. Sounds very Irish to me. He's a linebacker, senior from East Jordan. Then you have Nick Norton, a wide receiver from East Jordan, and he is a senior not to be confused with the former Traverse City Central Trojan who goes by the same name. This is the last bit of the uh, honorable mentions here. Are uh, we sure about that? I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. Do you have another page of them? No. Uh, nope. I was just going to say, James, we couldn't give them all a participation trophy, okay? <laughs> nope. <laughs> We've got uh, Johannesburg Lewis and offensive lineman Tyler Medeit. Uh Johannesburg Lewis and defensive back Kyle May. Gaylord St. Mary defensive line, lineman Liam Beningo. Central Lake offensive lineman and linebacker Noah Newton. Traverse City West kicker Ruben Martinez. Traverse City West defensive back Braden Rubinus, Traverse City St. Francis running back and linebacker Teddy Pritchard, Traverse City St. Francis long snapper uh, Dylan McArdle, and Onekama quarterback Jeremiah Torrey. Yeah, our first uh, entry here on uh, the second team defense and special teams is Elk Rapids kicker Marshall Fox. Uh, I got to see him a couple times this season uh, as well as you did uh, once there, Brennan. Um, and, uh, Although he didn't have much to do in that one, unfortunately, other than the opening kickoff to Ishpeming Westwood, yeah, that, uh, it was a tough loss for the Elks in that thirty to nothing defeat. It's like a couple times I saw him, he uh, he made a difference. Um, you know, he he kicked some field goals this season and uh, was a, a consistent uh, guy in kickoffs for them. Uh, I mean, it's whenever you have that in uh, in high school football, where you have that kicker who can just bury the other team at the twenty consistently, it's it's a nice weapon to have. Our first defensive back on the second team is Bel Air sophomore Connor Nepoth. He had eight interceptions for the Eagles, plus five pass breakups in addition to 66 tackles. He also played a role on the offensive side of the ball with 233 rush yards and 397 receiving yards to go along with 11 touchdowns. Up next on our list, another defensive back, Ben Acton from Onekama. It's 73 tackles, seven and a half of them for a loss. Also picked off four passes and had 689 yards rushing, averaging 9.6 yards per carry on the offensive side of the ball. 
Very impressive runner, even though we've got him on the defensive side. So yeah, just point. a great player overall. You'll see that most of these guys are good two-way players. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, defensive back, Ethan Humphreys from Misik. He's a senior. He was a standout on both sides of the ball for the Bulldogs. He had eight interceptions to go with 67 tackles. He also combined for better than 1,600 all-purpose yards uh, on the ground and through the air and had 28 touchdowns. Yeah, and then uh, we have Benzie Central junior defensive back Tom Ross. Uh, he was an honorable mention All-State selection by the Coaches Association and the Associated Press. Uh, he had 90 tackles. 81 of those were solo. That's a ridiculous number. That, it is, that, that ratio is almost unheard of. Um, he had four tackles for losses, two sacks, four interceptions, one of which was returned for a touchdown, and missed only two plays all season. Um, also plays wide receiver and quarterback on offense and has uh, pretty good numbers there. Our next selection is defensive back Matt Loney, a senior Panther at Frankfurt. The 6'4", 170-pounder was a first-team all-conference selection, both offensively and defensively. Uh, he had 69 tackles this year, 41 of them of the solo variety, giving him 157 career tackles. He had 10 career interceptions. Uh, he was just he was a shutdown corner uh, on defense. Can't uh, say more about that. And the, the kid is being recruited for both basketball and football because he is just that talented. And our final defensive back on the second team is Glen Lake senior Josh Sturzer. Sturzer had 46 tackles, 34 of them solo. Two interceptions, two tackles for loss, and he played a role on offense as well with 271 receiving yards and two scores. Uh, next up is uh, Misik, senior linebacker Jorge Lewis. Uh, he had 117 tackles this year in the regular season. Uh, also started on the offensive line, uh, leading the Bulldogs to the playoffs. Had 15 tackles for loss and three sacks. Also at the linebacker position, Sutton's Bay junior Eric Halverson. He was the Norseman's leading tackler with 126, and that is despite missing a game. More than 70 of those tackles were solo. He also added 12 tackles for a loss, which is huge, and had a sack, and he stopped four two-point conversion attempts. Uh, he also, a little offensive numbers, he uh, led in receiving with uh, 17 catches for 270 yards and three touchdowns in the regular season. So Halverson, one hell of a player. I'm going to name another Nipoth, this time Griffin, uh, senior linebacker for Bel Air. He racked up 150 tackles in the regular season alone, 70 of those solo. He had two safeties and blocked a punt, and he was also a special teams ace with 500 yards in punt and kick returns on the season. Maybe a special teams wizard, and he can be a wizard along with James Cook, who's an agate wizard. Yeah, it's all kinds of wizards. All over the place. Just, just wizards all about. A lot of, a lot of wizards performing their in, magic. A lot of wizards out in Washington. If we can talk NBA here on a football show. Do we like it when I just start talking nonsense and then nothing happens, and both of you look at me like, is he gonna stop? Anytime soon, or is he just going to keep going until... It really depends. Sometimes you hit a home run, and sometimes it's I like you, you bunted foul with two strikes. Yeah, I think more often than not, I hit, I hit like a, a weak dribbler up the uh, third baseline. Bunted foul with two strikes. I wouldn't say I'm that bad. You can't see it, but Brett's like, and he's doing that. So that's the, the vocalization of Brett's expression. Thankfully, he hasn't yawned in a while, so good for him. I'm waking up. In a little while. I'm into it now. Moving on from Griffon, let's yeah, move on Yeah, moving on, on we have a tackling wizard at linebacker. 
uh, Glen Lake senior Max Gilbo. Um, he led the Lakers in tackles, uh, and and he just he's a guy who like never left the field pretty much. Uh, he played running back, linebacker. He did kicking, punting. Uh, it, it, there was games that I saw where he, after the game. I mean, you you thought he was like going to pass out because he just like never wanted to leave the field. Up next on the list, Zach, the Salt Wizard Morton from Sutton's Bay, the junior, an active defender. He had 92 tackles, and more, ha- more than half of those were solo. He also contributed a team-high 13 tackles for a loss, as well as five-and-a-half sacks. He also started on the offensive line. Good job, Mr. Salt Wizard. Our final defensive player on the uh, second team is Traverse City Central senior defensive lineman Walker Chung. My had- buddy, Walker Chung tonight. <laughs> That he couldn't even get it out. <laughs> you could go back and get that from the first time. No, it's all right. I'll, I'll get it right this time. We're good. So start again. Just go ahead with everybody. Everybody. Walker Chung tonight, right? That's right. Traverse City Central defensive lineman Walker Chung is our final. <laughs> God damn it, Brendan. <laughs> All right, I just need you to. We'll just we're gonna start the whole thing over again. So just not. I mean, not the whole thing, but just your Walker Chung. Okay. And the final player on the second team defense is defensive lineman from Traverse City Central, senior Walker Chung. He had 45 tackles this season. Six of those were tackles for losses, and he also had three sacks. Let's go ahead and move on to our dream defensive team, and that begins with our kicker, Brett. Take it away. I think for the second year running, Traverse City Central senior Gabe Pickett. Uh, he made seven to nine field goals with a long of 39 yards this year. A couple of real critical kicks for the Trojans as well. Converted on 45 of 47 point after attempts and had 12 touchbacks. Also uh, a wizard at the pooch kick down the sideline. Pooch kick wizard. Isn't that wasn't a song by the by the who? Oh no, that was Pinball Wizard. Sorry, that was thought, Pinball I was, Wizard. Uh, yes. I thought it was Pooch Kick Wizard. But uh, he also averaged thirty-seven point nine yards per punt, with uh, nine down inside the twenty. So a very very strong season from the senior kicker slash punter. Yeah, moving on to our defensive backs, we have uh, from Elk Rapids. Alex Villegas, first-team All-State as a punter. Uh, he was also a standout wide receiver and defensive back for the Elks. Um, he had four interceptions, 53 tackles, and forced two fumbles on defense. Also had 683 yards and eight touchdowns receiving this year. Two uh, rushing touchdowns and threw for a touchdown. From Boyne City, we have Rambler. Eric Carson, defensive back, the six foot, one hundred and eighty pounder, had forty tackles, two tackles for a loss, eight interceptions, thirteen passes deflected, a forced fumble as well. Uh, he was uh, the the leader of a secondary that allowed just nine points per game. That Boyne City defense was pretty ridiculous, and and even managed to uh, to beat that Traverse City St. Francis team in the last regular season game of of the season. Hashtag and- Rambler's gonna ramble. So 9-0 regular season, they did finish undefeated. He was a a two-year starter in the secondary. Also, uh, a very talented athlete, three-year varsity player for the basketball team. Up next, Traverse City Central senior defensive back Terry O'Connor, I believe a second-team All-State selection. Finished with 66 tackles, 3.5 for loss. Had seven interceptions and took two of them back to the house. He also blocked a kick, and uh, he was um, one of... 
Quarterback Tobin Schwanicke's favorite targets on the outside uh, really mastered the comeback route with Schwanicke had 391 yards receiving and uh, also took a kickback 83 yards to the house. So very, uh, very talented player. Uh, our final defensive back on the uh, Dream Team, Artie Dutmers, Jr. from Traverse City, St. Francis. Um, he was just a shutdown corner for the Gladiators this season. Uh, early in the season, he had three interceptions, and then teams learned their lesson and just kind of stopped throwing his way for the most part. Um, ended up with seven pass breakups and 29 tackles. Also scored a rushing touchdown. Up next, a snowbird of the linebacker variety from Gaylord St. Mary, senior Eamon Curran. The uh, team's just pretty much stopped running into the A-gaps after a while against him. He had 87 tackles, 60 of them were solo, five tackles for a loss. Also had two fumble recoveries and a pair of sacks, and that uh, comes despite missing most of uh, two games with injuries. Up next on the list, also a linebacker, Odin Safardini, from Traverse City West, a junior. This kid was just a lot of fun to watch on the field. He, he led the Titans with 82 tackles, 11 of those for a loss. He had a forced fumble. He also scored five touchdowns as a rusher. That was coming on, on late in the season when they had some injuries at the running back position, and he averaged almost seven yards a carry there. But really, he was a, a force on defense for that Titan team that ended up going 8-1 uh, and one during the regular season and uh, fell to... Traverse City Central in that uh, in that regional game, but really just an impressive player. Uh, Odin putting up great numbers and and a leader out there for that defense even as a junior. Our next linebacker is from Traverse City St. Francis, senior Joey Muzlakovich, name that I had to I believe pretty much tell the opposing radio announcer how to pronounce every week. Um, he. Uh, has committed to Wayne State for baseball, where he's an all-state pitcher and led St. Francis to the Division Three state finals. But uh, but uh, when he missed most of one game with a concussion, the defense was just noticeably different. Uh, that happened to be the one game they lost this season on the road against Boyne City. On offense, he ran for 751 yards and 12 touchdowns, averaging eight a carry. Um, and then on defense, he had 77 tackles, four for loss, and two and a half sacks from the middle linebacker position. Um, and then next is uh, linebacker Jacob Ager from uh, Boyne City. Uh, he had 112 tackles to lead uh, Boyne City in their incredible defense this year. 18 tackles for loss, four sacks, two interceptions, three fumbles recoveries, scored two defensive touchdowns. Um, wow. Even, yeah. Just, wow. Yeah. Those are really, really impressive numbers. The 18 tackles for a loss, that's what sticks out to me. That's, uh, that's huge to be able to get behind the line and do that. Yeah, and he, he, was, just, he was just everywhere. Um, you know, he's uh, being recruited by a lot of uh, Division II level schools uh, like Army, Grand Valley, Wayne State, Northwood, um, getting some, some Division I interest even. Uh, and uh, I, I believe he also was the conference player of the year. Their defensive player of the year uh, in the Northern Michigan Football League. Certainly deserves it. That was the case. This is his second selection to the uh, to the Dream Team as well. Our first defensive lineman on the Dream Team is Johannesburg Lewiston's Devin Koshilniak, a senior, six foot seven, three hundred and forty seven pounds. That is a tiny. What a person. specimen! Uh, he was the defensive player of the year for the. NMFL's Legacy Division, uh, first team all conference on the offensive and defensive lines. He had 56 tackles and scored two touchdowns. And he's being recruited by Mac and Gleak schools like Central Michigan and Ferris State. The next entry on our list is defensive lineman from Traverse City West, senior Brent Walters. Uh, one of the, probably the most memorable moments from his season was in the opener 
when they played Midland, and right at the half, he was able to scoop up a fumble and run it back, I think 65? No, 35 yards, sorry. He ran it back 35 yards for a touchdown as time expired, and uh, he was uh, he was the kind of guy that could also get behind the line and, and force fumbles. He had 23 tackles on the season, uh, six tackles for a loss, and like I said, two fumble recoveries, one of them for a touchdown. Then I'm going to run off three names here, all on the defensive line, uh, to wrap up our defensive dream team outside of our player of the year on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Sherwin brothers from Traverse City Central both make this list. Uh, senior Sam uh, finished with 56 and a half tackles, five and a half tackles for loss and two and a half sacks on the season. He was uh, off in the defensive tackle opposite Walker Chung, who made our second team. And then Jack Sherwin uh, Jr., he, uh, he made an incredible jump from last season as a sophomore, uh, kind of the stand-up end-slash-outside linebacker for the Trojans. Had 70 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, and had seven sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and an interception. Um, and if you add in the play, the number of plays that he blew up without actually getting a statistical credit, uh, it was pretty incredible. He was extremely fun to watch and uh, I can't wait to see the performance that he puts on next year as a senior. I mean 18 tackles for loss or 19 tackles for loss is, is pretty crazy and the next highest on the team was five. Yeah yeah the uh, one, one play in particular that really sticks out uh, from the season I, I can't remember who they were playing but basically he burst across the line as the opponent was running an option play he uh, grabbed a hold of the quarterback with one arm the quarterback went to pitch the ball he knocked the ball away with the other arm and then he recovered the fumble all on his own and uh, I mean it's plays like that that uh, you know really cemented his spot uh, as a dream teamer um, just incredible player why don't we now get to the defensive player of the year and Brett take it away Leading our defenders, as well as all defensive linemen, was Elk Rapids senior Logan Thompson, who finished as the school's all-time sack leader with 27.5 sacks in his career, including 15.5 this season, uh, which, according to head coach Keith Schulte, uh, led the state. Um, He also had 83 tackles. Uh, and finished with 214 in his career. That's a pretty hefty number for a defensive lineman. And uh, he could have had more, but teams just completely went the other way. Yeah, I remember watching the the game that Elk Rapids had against uh, Ishbeming Westwood, and he was in that 30 to nothing loss. He was the one kind of dictating that defense and and made some big plays to stop the uh, the Ishpeming Westwood offense and stop them from scoring you know forty or fifty points in that game. The offense obviously just wasn't getting anything done for the Elks after uh, starting quarterback Skyler Campbell went out, but you can't deny the type of player that Logan Thompson was, and uh, it was unfortunate that his career had to end that way, but you got to say how fortunate he was to have an incredible senior season like he did. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw him play twice, or saw the, saw the Elks play twice, and uh, the one against East Jordan uh, at, at halftime, they just completely changed their offense and completely stopped going to his half of the field. Just, just didn't even bother going to the right anymore. And then, and then the second game I saw them when they played Boyne City, by that time, uh, Boyne City had him scouted out and pretty much just from the get-go was like, we're just not going to go around you. 
we're just, we're just going to go the other way. Well, that'll do it for our defensive team. Why don't we get into the offensive team and begin with our second team. James, take it away with our offensive lineman, and who is that going to be? Uh, the first offensive lineman on the second team is Joey Fogo for Elk Rapids. Um, he was kind of the guy that Elk Rapids liked to run behind. Um, and, uh, you know, you could say Fogo made the O-go. I that's, really like that, James. It's horrible, I think. No, kind of, no, 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 no. I really like that. Fogo made the O-go. I, dude, I respect that very much. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Don't be, don't be ashamed, James. When you got a bad yeah. joke like that, throw it out there. We yeah. all appreciate it. So Fogo made that O-go. There we go. Our next uh, offensive lineman is Glen Lake senior Brandon Tremble. He and his uh, brother were part of the a big part of the Glen Lake offensive line and, and provided a lot of that push that they needed to, to get a lot of yardage out there um, as, as they had a, a very successful season this year, knocking off Boyne City in the playoffs. Continuing the offensive line trend, Ben Handley from Gaylord St. Mary, a senior. He was voted the Northern Michigan Football League's offensive MVP in the Legacy Division, and that was as a guard, and he was also an honorable mention All-State. Uh, he contributed 80 tackles, 50 of them solo, three tackles for a loss, two fumble recoveries, and two sacks. So, again, we have these really great uh, two-way players making con uh, contributions on both offense and defense. And then you have, uh, next up is Traverse City St. Francis Jr. Spencer Hathaway. I remember when we were doing the blogs during the games that I would uh, write a lot of times, like, you know, Buzlakovich for a big gain off left tackle. And that's where they would go a lot of times for for these plays. Actually, more Pritchard off t off tackle. Buzlakovich mostly between the tackles. but um, and, and going off tackle to uh, to Hathaway was, was just kind of a, a big play for them. They, they get them a lot of yards and was – just kind of one of those things that seemed to be just a gold mine for him running to his side. And how about his teammate? Tyler Rivette, uh, another senior for St. Francis. Uh, he's six foot one, 215 pounds, part of a grinding offense that uh, just runs the ball down opponents' throats, even though, I mean, if you're playing St. Francis, you know it's coming, and you still can't stop it. Um, the team ran for 3,020 yards during the regular season and only threw the ball 74 times. Uh, their running backs total averaged 6.6 .6 yards per carry. Our only tight end on the second team offense, Traverse City Central senior Bowen Bruner. Uh, he was a big red zone target for the Trojans, and uh, he only had 23 catches on the season, but 11 of them went for touchdowns, and he averaged over 17 yards a catch, which is a pretty outstanding number for a tight end. Had nearly 400 yards receiving on the season. He uh, he actually caught over half of Schwanicke's touchdown passes this season. I remember seeing him in the in the first West Central game, and going, "Well, that's a kid you got to watch out for right there because you know, he's a mismatch for pretty much anyone other than uh, Ryan Hayes." But Ryan Hayes wasn't going to be covering him. You had Chase Childers and and Pulowski on him, and sometimes Campbell. And, and I mean, what a mismatch! Six six, uh, a lean kid, long arms. He, obviously, strong it was strong hands, and it was it was clear though, that. Uh, uh, Schwanicky and and he had a good connection. If they were if they made eighteen uh, or I'm sorry if they had uh, eleven touchdowns. Up next is our first wide receiver on the second team offense, Boyne City senior Mason Gardner. Uh, at six foot four, he provided just a, a mismatch a lot of the times for proposing defensive backs who are often a lot shorter. Uh, he ended up with twenty five catches for five hundred seven yards and five touchdowns. Um, was also a really good defensive back on, on defense, 61 tackles, five tackles for loss, five interceptions. Um, moved from quarterback to wide receiver in his uh, final season, so I mean it wasn't a natural position for him and, and still played really well there. 
Our first running back, Nolan Mitchell, a senior out of Kalkaska, uh, very speedy, shifty running back, also played safety on the defensive side of the ball, was a captain for the Blazers. Uh, he carried 164 times for 829 yards and nine touchdowns, also hauled in 13 passes for another 178 yards and a score. Uh, on defense, he made 67 stops, seven for a loss, three picks. It was a first-team all-conference selection at running back and defensive back. And that's coming into a season where he had a bit of a leg injury uh, going into camp and, and sat out, I think, more than a week, and then was able to come back. And probably, I would imagine it was, you know, when you have a leg injury like that, it, it nags for a little bit, but uh, good work by Nolan Mitchell. Another running back on our list is John Jerkovich from Traverse City West, the junior. He led the Titans in scoring with 10 touchdowns, seven, seven of the rushing variety and three receiving. He averaged a tick over six yards per carry and piled up 645 yards of total offense. On defense, he, he was also very productive, 26 tackles, five for a loss, and three uh, pass breakups. Another running back on our second-team offense is Manton senior Jaden Perry, who carried 171 times for 1,556 yards. He also had nearly 400 yards receiving, almost 2,000 all-purpose yards, and 24 touchdowns to lead the Rangers. Skyler Spangler is up next from Central Lake. He's a junior part of that three-headed monster for the Trojans, the state championship, uh, the state champion Trojans, I should say. Uh, he gave them a dynamic duo in the backfield, uh, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, with uh, along with Grant Papineau. Uh, he had 24 touchdown runs this season, gained nearly 1,500 yards, averaged almost eight yards a carry, and had another 272 yards and seven touchdowns uh, receiving. Again, on the eight-man squad and with a team that only had 14 players, uh, he had to play both ways, and he had 33 tackles, uh, six pass deflections, and an interception on defense, and really had a spectacular game in that state championship win. Up next is uh, his uh, backfield compatriot there, uh, Central Lake running back Grant Papineau. Uh, he's the eight-player Division One champions punishing runner who racked up 1,645 yards and 20 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, he averaged 9.7 yards a carry, didn't have a single fumble all season. Um, That's because you can't rip the ball out of that guy's hands. That They were like vice grips on there. And it's also tough to force a fumble when a guy is running you over. Yeah, when you're on the ground, it's a little hard to get a fumble. It is, yes. When he's put his shoulder down and knocked you 30 yards, it's... It's a little difficult to get back there and try to take the ball away from him. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the guys on the on the second team that I think was one of the ones that we really tried to find a place for to to put on the dream team, and, and it just uh, was one of those things where we couldn't find a spot. Well, why don't we finish off the three-headed monster there at Central Lake and talk about Gavin Mortensen, the senior quarterback. Uh, again, he probably could have been a defensive back as well. Um, he had 48 tackles, 13 pass breakups, and five interceptions. One of those for a, a t uh, for a touchdown, but on offense, uh, he had 638 yards passing for seven TDs, uh, completing almost 68 percent of his passes, and he also ran for more than a thousand yards in another 12 TDs. In that state championship game, he was three for five, very uh, three for five for 127 yards, and he also ran for the game-winning touchdown, a, a six-yard run to the corner of the end zone, uh, where he pretty much just breezed in. Um, he was the, the unquestioned captain of that team, uh, the leader and the heart and soul of the Trojans as they won that state championship in eight-man. And also one of our favorite interviews. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is on the, the all-interview team, no doubt about it, and especially after you win a state championship. It's pretty, 
easy to give a good interview after you win a state championship. Mm -hmm. Another running back on our list is Trevor City West senior Eric Labonte. Uh, he ran for 900 yards to lead the running back by committee that was Trevor City West. Uh, they had five different runners with more than 50 carries and nine with uh, more than 30 attempts. So Labonte, he was he was the strongest runner. He was uh, similar in a way to Papinow where he could run up the middle, run guys over, and uh, always protected the ball as well. He averaged 6.1 yards per carry and scored eight touchdowns. He, he really did have a, a, a wonderful season as a senior for the Titans. And to cap off our second team, Central Michigan-bound quarterback Joel Wilson, a senior from Petoskey, six foot four, 205 pounds, uh, pretty prototypical size for a college quarterback uh Completed 85 of 157 passes for 1,207 yards, 11 touchdowns, only threw five picks. He's also a threat on the ground, 76 carries for 454 yards and seven touchdowns. He also led the team in defense, had 10 tackles for loss, three sacks, blocked a kick, two passes defended, and he was also the lead punter with 18 punts for a 36.7-yard average. Well, before we get into the Dream Team selections for offense, kind of just wanted to get your guys' take. Uh, what do you think was the most memorable moment of this season or maybe the most memorable moment that you covered? I mean, mine is it's a pretty easy choice. Covering Central Lake State Championship was, uh, was certainly memorable for those kids, but also memorable for me in the fact that it was the first state championship win that I've gotten to cover in my sports writing career. What was the, any moments that really stood out to you guys as ones that uh, identified the 2017 season? For me, I think it was probably Tobin Schwanke's 38-yard touchdown run against West in the playoffs. Um, it just was the epitome of everything that they've done for you know a couple of years now in terms of always finding a way to win or seemingly always finding a way to win, battling back from big deficits. And uh, that was another one where it seemed like for a while West was in control of that game, and uh, you know Central managed to pull it out. It was it was that play that uh, really. Uh, gave Central a victory. I would have to say the uh, the last second play between uh, Boyne City and St. Francis, I think, was just one of the most interesting plays of the of the year that I saw. Um, you know, down just a few points. I mean, they, uh, you know, so they lined up for a field goal that would have been a game-winning field goal, um, and then there was a bad snap on that, and the, the holder, Ethan Hewitt, pulls it down, calls fire, 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 throw, just kind of throws a prayer into the back of the end zone. And and a guy comes down with it. I mean, it was just a great ending to a to a great game. The one time in a billion where a muffed snap slash hold on a kick winds up in a game winning touchdown um, that, that doesn't happen. A billion once in a billion. Is it's a, probably is that not worse slightly odds. hyperbolic? It's probably worse odds than that. Or hyperbolic. Sorry, I should say hyperbolic. I don't know. Do any of you ever recall that happening? That's the only time I've ever covered a game. At any level? But, I mean, at any level, have you ever seen it before? I can't say I have. What, a muffed field goal into a touchdown? Yeah, that's certainly happened before. And the last second to win a game? Well, maybe, all right, maybe not that. <coughs> that's what I'm talking about, All right, though. well, gee, all right, man, <laughs> put the gun away. I'm sorry. Let us venture now into the dream team for offense. We'll go ahead and get things started with our coach of the year. And I think we are pretty unanimous on this selection. Would that be safe to say, guys? No doubt. Yeah, I think, I think there was pretty much no doubt here. 
And so it is going to Central Lake head coach Rob Hickey, who in uh, coming back this year and leading a team that had gone from 11-man to 8-man and to turn that team from 2-7 and an 11-player and to may help, help them go or to lead them to a 13-0 record uh, was uh, was certainly impressive, and again that that state championship making that making that trek up to the Superior Dome at Northern Michigan University, and leading it and helping that team come back from being down ten at halftime. And you got to think that whatever he said at halftime really worked because that Deckerville team was scoring almost fifty points a game, and that Central Lake defense held them to six in the second half, and that's it. So whatever he said in the locker room really worked. And I know that with the starting center, Dalen Clark, going down with the, with the injury and then Vance Hoxima coming in, uh, I think whatever Hickey said in the locker room to get his, uh, the teammates to rally around Hoxima and then really pump up that offensive line, those are the things that a winning coach does. It's not just you know rah-rah in the locker room all the time or, or yelling at his players or getting on them or anything like that. Hickey's not really one to yell at his players. If you, if you watch them on the sideline, that's not his style. He talks to his players. He cheers on his players. And I think that really made a difference in the way that the, the Trojans then the, his staff went about things and, and, and how they were able to, to win that state championship. I, I, I watched three games of Central Lakes this season and I couldn't have been more impressed with what Hickey did as a head coach. They're pretty incredible too, considering this was a guy before all the changes that happened with Central Lakes program in the offseason that he didn't really think he was ever going to coach football again. He, he thought he was done with that portion of, of his career. Yeah, and, and the... I mean, just the when they went from 11-player down to 8-player, I mean, you were talking before about how many guys decided just not to come out for the team. And, and I don't know, maybe they just, because they thought 8-player was a lesser brand of football or something. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, to to take that loss of players in addition to whatever seniors you lost and to and then to remold this team into a state championship team, I mean, that, that takes a lot. Big congratulations to Coach Rob Hickey as well as his state champion Trojans. Why don't we now get into our offensive players on the Dream Team, and we will start with the offensive line. Big offensive lineman Ray Cunningham from Charlevoix, senior, 6'2", 275. He uh, really led led the way on the offensive line, but on the defensive line as well. Uh, had 61 tackles, 39 solo stops, and two sacks. He's being recruited by... MIAA and GLIAC schools. All right, up next is Traverse City St. Francis uh, offensive lineman Ryan Lintz, the, the third lineman from Traverse City St. Francis to be on our first and second team uh, uh, dream team here. Uh, and, and that's just how good this line was. Uh, you know, they were able to kind of run the ball at will, uh, which is the power running game. Um, and he was also a standout on defense, too, on the defensive line. Uh, first team all state selection there. 73 tackles, 12.5 tackles for loss, and eight sacks, returned to fumble for a touchdown. Just a guy that was just always near where the ball was. Next on our list is uh, starting center from Traverse City West, and that is Sawyer Perquette. I think it, you know, it hurt him on the field, but what made us realize how important he was was the injury that he suffered late in the season. Uh, he had an ankle injury that forced him out of a game, and we realized then how important he was to that uh, that Traverse City West offense that was in the, in week nine where they lost uh, and they lost to Coldwater 
and just could not get anything going with the running game. The, the running game had been so effective through those first eight weeks. I think they had been averaging more than 300 yards a game, had a couple of games where they had 430-plus yards, and you got to give a lot of credit there to uh, Perquette for being that man in the middle, uh, you know, getting that ball to the quarterback, was getting that ball to the running back, and then being uh, savvy enough and, and uh, technical enough at, at the pad level to really do a good job for that team. I mean, really, his his absence was notable, and you got to give the kid props for coming back uh, to play uh, against Central, uh, even though. Uh, and I mean, really, with with the brace on his ankle, and and you got to think about it. Uh, he, you're using your legs, you're using your lower body when you're an offensive lineman, and especially as a senior, when you got to get off the ball quick and uh, you know and and throw your weight into somebody on, on defense. You, you really can't say enough about what Sawyer Perquette did this season and what he meant to the Titans. Our next offensive lineman is Cadillac senior Jacob Kochani, six foot four, two hundred and seventy-five pound lineman committed to Grand Valley State already, and there's a good reason for that. Cadillac had two thousand six hundred and ninety-two yards of offense this year, and, and he played a, a big role in in allowing that offense to to roll up that many numbers. A return dream teamer, uh, Matthew Stefanski, a senior out of Frankfurt, six three, three hundred fifteen pounds. He's a first-team All-State selection last year as well as this season. Uh, Four-year starter on both lines for the Panthers, uh, dominating uh, left tackle who you know really opened up the running game uh, for an offense that gained over 2,500 rushing yards, led, of course, by Griffin Kelly. Frankfurt also passed for over 800 this year. Uh, he played a uh, defensive tackle position, uh, always demanded a double team, and routinely made stops anyway, finished with 56 tackles, five tackles for loss, and three sacks. He's all already been offered by Ferris State, but uh, he's waiting on other offers. He's a great student as well, a 3.8 GPA, and uh, according to head coach Matt Stapleton, probably the smartest football player that he's coached in 24 years. Yeah, I can attest to that. Uh, watching him at practice, um, the rest of the offensive line was just going through drills, and and he wasn't running hardly any of the drills. And then, uh, you know, I was wondering if maybe he was hurt or whatever, and it and it wasn't because of that. It was because he was pretty much leading the drills. He was telling all these kids what to do and and the techniques, and this is why you're going to need this, and and how this is going to be useful for you. And and he was just like just like another coach. I mean, and, and he was. Uh, also, academic All-State with that 3.8 grade point average. The tight end on our list is uh, pretty much a home run here. I believe Ryan Hayes from Traverse City uh, West, the senior. He is committed to play at the University of Michigan for uh, Jim Harbaugh. He was a great blocker on the offensive line, but he was also a great receiver when he was used in that capacity, racking up 515 yards and five touchdowns on offense. Brett, you were there at the Petoskey game when they just when Petoskey wasn't putting anybody in the backfield and they weren't double teaming Hayes. And I think that was I think I he had one for uh, one catch for 71 yard touchdown, and then I think he picked up another like 58 or 60 yards uh, on another catch. And uh, once teams started realizing that he could get out there, catch the ball, and then run, they started double, triple teaming him. And there was he was he did get a little frustrated in that cold water game uh, when he wasn't able to get the ball too much. But still, uh, the the connection between him and quarterback Sam DeKuyper was uh, was pretty electric throughout the season. Next up is our first wide receiver, Glen Lake senior Nick Apsey. You could also put him at running back as he played both positions throughout the season. 
uh, scored 21 total touchdowns, ran for 504 yards, uh, averaging almost nine a carry with a team-high 11 rushing touchdowns. Also led the team in receiving with nearly 400 yards and nine touchdowns. Had 56 tackles with a team-high 39 solos on defense. Next is uh, wide receiver Logan Joseph from Grayling. The junior snared 50 catches for 680 yards, and he was the number one uh, option at the receiver position more than uh, halfway through the season after uh, Nick Hunter had an injury. Uh, he also had 34 catches for 500 yards and five TDs over the final three weeks of the regular season, uh, taking uh, advantage of a fantastic quarterback in Justin Nicholas, who I think we're going to get to a little bit later. I'm not sure if... Is he on our list? Maybe. Is the, pro Maybe. Is the prolific Justin not. Nicholas on Maybe our not. list? Uh, probably not. Okay. Well, I guess I... Sorry, Justin. <laughs> Don't worry, you're coming up in a bit, bud. Our first running back, Jacob Montler uh, from Onekama, he ran for 1,204 yards and averaged almost 14 yards a carry, scoring 22 touchdowns for the Portagers. Uh, he added 84 passing yards and two passing touchdowns, had 192 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, and scored on two kick returns. Uh, just kind of a Swiss Army knife of a weapon for Onekama wherever you put him on the field. If the ball's in his hands, he was going to find Paydirt. And uh, I saw him play uh, against Sutton's Bay. Uh, had a phenomenal game there. And uh, he just he's one of those athletes out in open space. He is tough to tackle. And uh, if he can or if he is forced to, he will go from sideline to sideline, left to right, all in one carry, uh, if it means finding his way to the end zone. Yeah, he got hurt in the game against Central Lake, which was supposed to be, you know, and was a really good matchup. But uh, I think that... Not having Montler in that game uh, really, really hurt Onekama. Well, we were just talking about this guy. We were just talking about Mr. Justin Nicholas, so why don't we go ahead and talk about him right now. The Grayling senior quarterback threw for 3,188 yards, which was good for 15th in state single-season history. He was the Northern Michigan Football League Legends Division offensive MVP, and Let's try to go through some of his numbers again over the that span of like three weeks where I think he had... He had, he had the 618-yard game. Didn't he have a, a, like an eight-touchdown game as well? I think that was the 600... The 618 yards, I believe, was eight touchdowns. Okay, and he had another 700-yard passing. Did he have an 800-yard? I feel like he had an 800-yard passing it game. It just kind of seems like it, but I think he, he, just had, he just had a lot of three and 400-yard passing games it seems like you know there, there was every week almost yeah i think in three weeks he almost racked up two thousand of that 30 you know almost at 3200 yards of passing uh i again man i wish i could have seen that kid throw a ball because he, he must have been really electric out on that field i mean and the thing the thing about him too is uh you know he's he's kind of a pocket passer um you know uh he's he's a large kid who is a, a big linebacker for them not not the kind of guy that you would look at him coming off the bus and think he's the quarterback. But when you put him on that field, man, he has got an arm. He's got touch. And, you know, they run a, a pretty complicated offensive system there. And and it's not easy to run. And then their their quarterbacks are routinely pretty good. But he, he was another step up. Our, our second of three quarterbacks uh, on our dream team is Traverse City Central Jr. Tobin Schwanicke. Uh, he absolutely became the focal point of Traverse City Central's offense after the departure of Devontae Walker, who was our player of the year last year. He uh, ran for 
981 yards and 14 touchdowns and threw for another 1781 with 21 more touchdowns so that's 35 total only threw 10 picks on the season and uh i mean he just took a quantum leap from his sophomore campaign uh really looking forward to see what he does next year as a senior he will clearly be looked upon to lead uh, the trojans once more uh as a third-year varsity starter, uh, don't necessarily see that a whole lot, especially when you're talking Division One, Division Two uh, high school programs. But uh, he's shown that he has the ability, and uh, you know our, our quarterbacks as a whole. Before we jump to James for the third, really made this tough. I don't think in the past we've generally put three quarterbacks on the dream team, and this season it was just a case of. You guys really gave us no choice but to put three quarterbacks on the dream team. So kudos to all three of you, James. Go ahead. I mean, well, th- thirty-five touchdowns. I mean, at, at the Division One two level. I mean, that is that is a crazy amount to at that level to put up that many scores throughout the season. I mean, well, you knew every opponent seeing it on film knew he was he was the guy and mm-hmm. uh, success anyway. And I mean, obviously, a lot of that credit goes to his teammates, the offensive line, playmakers on the outside too. But uh, it was a really, really impressive season. And no doubt was he a, a, a really strong candidate for Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, we really took him into consideration as one that we could certainly put up there. I mean, looking at his numbers, uh, I, I had no idea, Brett, until you told me uh, what his numbers were. I, I think when we first started talking about this, I was like, I don't know, maybe second team, third team, and then... You brought up these numbers, and I went, "Oh my! I had no idea he was that that, that he was that good, and he, he was he was so prolific uh, prolific throughout the season. It's clearly, great player, and uh, one who next year is uh, who, who could be a candidate for Player of the Year or Offensive Player of the Year." All right. Well, the third quarterback in that uh, you know head, three headed monster kind of as far as quarterbacks on the dream team is. We like our our three headed monsters, don't we? We, 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 have our, we have our own right here in the podcast studio, the Get Arounds Three-Headed Monster. Mm-hmm. But that third one is Cade Peterson, a senior from Glen Lake. He came uh, through for 1,352 yards, completed 62% of his passes, 18 touchdowns, also led the team in rushing with 811 yards, averaging 6.7 per carry and scoring eight touchdowns. He was honorable mention All-State as a sophomore, at Lake City before transferring to Glen Lake, and then then came here at Glen Lake and was and was All State as well last year. I mean, he he tur- totally changed that that Glen Lake offense. Uh, you know, a couple years ago they were a team where the the quarterback was maybe a little bit of a, a running threat, but he was just such a good two way threat running and throwing the ball that uh, de- opposing defenses just had a hard time because if you took the run away from him. He just threw the ball. If he took the, the pass away from him, he would just run the ball. There was games where he carried the ball 20-some times. We've got two players that are still sitting out there waiting for their name to be called. And why don't we call the first one right now as our Offensive Player of the Year. That honor goes to Gaylord St. Mary senior snowbird Cal Gilling. He ran for more than 200 yards in seven of the ten games that he played, including the last five ran for almost 2,300 yards and 28 touchdowns and averaged nearly 10 yards a carry at 9.66. He also scored at least twice in 9 of the 10 games that he played and had one touchdown in every game. He also had 131 yards and two TDs as a receiver 
And then on the defensive side of it, it had 63 tackles, 46 solo, 5 for a loss, one fumble recovery, one interception, and one sack. So not only was he a very good offensive player, but he did his job on the defense as well. Do we have a drum roll for the player of the year? And it is. I don't think it's a whole lot of surprise after hearing all the other names, which one hasn't uh, been mentioned yet, but it's uh, Frankfurt running back Griffin Kelly. Never heard of him. He hasn't been discussed on this show hardly at all this season. He was only a five-time nominee for the Get Around Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his stats are, are pretty are pretty crazy. Uh, 164 rushes, 1,934 yards, 20 or 36 touchdowns, 11.9 yards per carry. Also, so he was averaging more than a first down every time he touched the ball. Yeah, he he was a human first down. That's ridiculous. Like, take that. Think about that right now. Every time you gave him the ball, you got a first down, or at least on average, you did. Mm-hmm. He also had three punt return touchdowns. Two interception return touchdowns, over 3,800 yards, and 58 touchdowns over the last two seasons. 58. Why don't we talk about one of the greatest injustices in northern Michigan football in recent history and how Griffin Kelly was an All-State honorable mention. And so By the was, Coaches Association. And so was Cal Gilling. So these coaches yeah. are supposed to be vote. They're the ones that are supposed to know and they clearly do not know if you're putting Griffin Kelly and Cal Gilling as All-State honorable mentions. That is ridiculous. Those are probably, I mean, we looked at Brett Dyer getting HM uh, for soccer. I, I feel like this is even more of an injustice uh, than that. How do you put Griffin Kelly and Cal Gilling, how do you put those two as honorable mentions? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the, at the All-State voting for the Associated Press, he was the runner-up for Player of the Year in Division 7-8. Uh, and, and the Coaches Association was voting Division 8 only and gave him honorable mention. Well, I mean, looking at those numbers, what were they thinking? Did they, were, there, were their numbers misprinted? Did he only have 64 rushes for 937 yards and six touchdowns and only 1.9 yards per carry? Is that what it, like, were they just missing numbers? Maybe they only looked at his defensive stats, which are also kind of off the charts. I'm very upset about this. 128 tackles, four sacks, and two interceptions. Did we mention his special teams numbers as well? Because he was uh, pretty damn good there as well. Yeah, both of those interceptions on defense that he scored, or that he had, returned for touchdowns. It's like he is impervious to being tackled. Oh, yeah, and he didn't play in the second half of, like, five games. Right, and he took himself out. And not, like, as a coach, I don't want to play anymore. Like, it was more, hey, coach, let some other guys uh, get some numbers as well. I've, I've gotten plenty. I know Coach Stapleton said he could have broken every school record. I think he probably could have broken some state records, too, mm-hmm. without doing that. I remember at the beginning of, the, of our podcast that we talked about Griffin Kelly possibly uh, – I think I, had, I said an over-under at, like, 36 total touchdowns. I think 35. Was it, was I, th- it, I thought it was just 30, 30 each. 30 or 35 or, or something like that. No, because he had... Either way, he scored more than that. Yeah. I think it was 35 is what we set the over-under at. Okay. Yeah, and he got 36. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, Kid's crazy good. Yeah. And I don't think I ever got to see him play either. So how many of our players of the year have I not had a chance to see? Let's go through this. N- Never got to see Dyer. 
never saw got, him. Uh, I never got to see. I don't think I ever got to see Griffin Kelly. Saw him. Uh, I never saw C.L. Carney run. I never saw Morgan McGrew run. Uh, who was I? Never saw Andrew Gerling play tennis. And yet here I am making these decisions. You're, you're, like I know something. You're jinxing yourself because now, like, if you show up to a game, somebody's going to be like, "Oh, Brendan's here." Now I have no chance at winning <laughs> Player of the Year. <laughs> well, we were going to talk uh, this past uh, or a couple weeks ago about uh, how I'm a bit of a jinx, but maybe we can get to that on a, on a, on a later episode. But well, we certainly hope that everybody liked our run through the all regions for the first time in podcast form. I'm not going to go through the dream teams like I normally do. We'll be able to see those in Sunday's edition of the Record Eagle. But we do have head coach of the year, Rob Heakey from Central Lake. Defensive player of the year, Logan Thompson from Elk Rapids. Offensive player of the year, Cal Gilling from Gaylord St. Mary. And, of course, our dream team captain and player of the year, Griffin Kelly from Frankfurt, the senior. Thank you so much, and congratulations to all of the honorees in this special episode of uh, the get around we hope that you have enjoyed listening to this i've been your host brendan queely and alongside me this week were brett summers and james cook have a great rest of the week and make sure you come back and listen to us again